if you burn 95% of your energy doing something you're not supposed to be doing and only achieving 5% of what you're supposed to be doing, you're gonna waste a lot of your life. Welcome to Explore Purpose, the podcast designed to inspire you to live a life of purpose so that you can make a greater impact on the world around you. Hi, my name is Conrad Weaver. I'm your host, and I'm excited to share this new content with you. I'm very grateful you stopped by to listen today. What are you saying yes to? Are you saying yes to the right things? Sometimes it's easy to get distracted from our purpose when we say yes to the wrong things. Monty Teeter decided to say yes to his purpose, and that decision led him to sell his company and start something new. But that means he had to say no to something else. Because saying yes to one thing means you're saying no to something else. So Monty Teeter is the developer and CEO of Dragonline and I'll explain that in just a minute. He is a lifelong resident of Southwest Kansas and has been a distributor, designer, and installer of center pivots for more than 40 years. He has experience in subsurface drip irrigation, or SDI, and has experience in selling more than 3,500 pivots and hundreds of acres of subsurface drip irrigation systems around the world. He has become proficient in understanding the technologies and benefits of both irrigation applications for farmers literally around the world. So Dragonline is this new center pivot drip irrigation system that helps save water. And Monty's going to talk about that a little bit because that's wrapped up in what his purpose is. So stay tuned for his story. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast, please invite your friends to listen too and leave a rating and a review. I'd really appreciate that. And now here's my conversation with Monty Teeter. Well, Monty Teeter, welcome to Explore Purpose. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Conrad, for inviting me. You know, it's always important to me to be able to share what our purpose is in life with other people so they can find their purpose. So thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Well, you and I have been friends for a couple of years. Uh, we go back uh, to a film that I produced that you were a part of in Thirsty Land, and we were introduced by uh, Jim Witt introduced me to you. And uh, But I want to go back a little before that. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what do you do, just so the audience can kind of get a sense of who you are. Okay. Uh, my name is Monty Teeter, and I'm from a uh, small Southwest Kansas area, uh, Ulysses, Kansas. Uh, I was born here in 1953 and I've uh, been within 22 miles all my life here. And I live back in Ulysses. So haven't got very far away from home. Uh, I uh, went to college for one semester and then uh, uh, wanting to get married and uh, start, start a career. Uh, I went to work for an irrigation company in 1972 after being married and uh, started in the irrigation business. And lo and behold, I didn't realize that that's uh, what, what God was gonna have me doing the rest of my life, I guess, if that's fair to say. Uh, but um, I started my own business in or when I was 24 in 1977. And uh, through that period of time, um, we developed a large network of irrigation 
uh, dealerships throughout Southwest Kansas and Eastern Colorado. And then um, uh, about a year, year and a half ago, I sold those businesses and just uh, focused on Dragonline, which is mobile drip irrigation. I think that's where you and I met. I started on this track about 10 years ago with an idea and developed it from an idea to a concept uh, to manufacturing uh, to marketing. And now we distribute all around the world now. Uh, so it's been a fast journey. All of your life, you've been focusing on, you know, you've been focusing on business, you focus on your family. How did purpose uh, show up in your life in your early years? You know, it's from from Jim Witt, the guy that introduced us together. I've known Jim Witt for probably almost 35 years, I assume, something around there. And Jim was always talking about his pur purposeful uh, living or institute or helping people define their purpose. And Jim was, Jim always saw the purpose in me, but it was hard for me to see it until uh, Becky and I went to a seminar that he had once. Uh, it was a three-day seminar to develop your purpose. If, if someone wakes you out of a deep sleep at two o'clock in the morning and says, Monty, Monty, why did God put you here on earth? What is your response? And if you can't respond within five seconds, you really don't know what your purpose is. I mean, we're all supposed to be good fathers. We're all supposed to be good Christians. We're all supposed to be, you know, what, what we're expected to do. Uh, but why did God make you for the, what's your particular purpose? And I guess that's where, you know, my purpose is to provoke others to accomplish more than they thought possible. Hmm. And whether that's in irrigation or whether that's in any facet of life, you know, uh, I really have to con I really have to control myself from being too proactive in my speech to most people because they feel I'm egotistical or I'm pushy or I really don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's just when we get through with something, we get done with it. Well, how could we have done it better? You know, uh, what, what can we, how can we make it more efficient? My purpose in life is to provoke others to accomplish more than they thought possible. And that's where I'm at today. Was that process to kind of narrow that down to that, that specific definition, was that an easy process? No, it wasn't easy. Uh, you know, I think everyone just gets busy in their life and they're just doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what do you focus on? I mean, what, what's, what makes the biggest difference in your life? And until you understand, I believe, what, what your purpose is, it's hard to relate to other people and help other people understand themselves. And, uh, you know, when I get to know people or one of the first things I tell them what my purpose is and I tell them, you know, it's not that we're not doing a good job or working close together. That's just me. That's how God made me. And that helps people understand me better, I think. Yeah. You know, sometimes in our busyness, like, like you said, we just kind of start doing. We define ourselves by what we do. I am a filmmaker. I am a farmer. I am a firefighter. And that kind of defines our purpose. How is that different from, in your case, how do you separate what you do from who you are? You know, as I've been involved in the irrigation business, I don't think it's just by chance. We have such an important issue in front of us to, to feed a hungry world with, basically it's 50% uh, more people than we have today are doubling our population. We're gonna have to feed them with food that's grown with half the water uh, that we're using today. And we're going to have less water today going forward. Uh, so I, I think, you know, as we 
developed my purpose of provoking others to accomplish more than they thought possible and being in the irrigation business, you know, our, our mission in our irrigation business is to make every drop of water count. So then in my provoking spirit of how can we make that happen? Uh, that's, that's one way I think I keep it separated. I, I know what my purpose is. I know what my mission is and that's what I go after. Mm-hmm. And how does your, your personal purpose and mission, how did that, how does that define or shape your business purpose and mission? Well, in, in business, uh, if what you're growing towards isn't relevant, you've got to leave it behind. You just can't keep going off on rabbit trails. And that's, that's the hardest thing. Well, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that. And pretty soon you got all these options out there and you got everybody doing so many different things that, wait a minute, we're just focused on this one thing to make every drop, drop of water count. The work we're doing doesn't fit into this, uh, the square or this peg. We're not going to do it. it. We just have to stay on track. This morning I was listening to a devotional that our days are numbered. We just don't know how many days we have. So we have to get up in the morning with the purpose in front of us that says, hey, we're going to make this difference today in whatever we're doing on our and what our passion or mission is uh, that we have. Have you ever been going through your days, your weeks, your months and been distracted from your purpose? And if so, how did you get it back on track? It's always uh you know, I think the old saying, find a busy person and he'll get things accomplished for you or some, something along those lines, you know, Pe- people always come to, Hey, Monty, we want you to help us do this. We see you can do this and that. And I just have to defer to him. I says, you know, I'm, I appreciate the opportunity. You know, I'm called to be on several different boards, you know, to help with different uh, charities or different things of that sort. And I've just got to sort out my time because if I, if I take an hour away to do something, I've got to give up an hour somewhere. And I just don't have that time to give up right now. Mm-hmm. So we just have to, we just have to know where we're at. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really about always reminding yourself of your purpose and your mission and making decisions in your life related to that, that further that purpose and mission. Would you kind of, kind of say that that's true in your case? Yeah, I, th- I think as you make your, you know, your daily and weekly monthly calendar out, you know, you have to stay focused to that calendar. Uh, you know, there's always someone calling, wanting to deter you. And, you know, I'm always, a com- you know, I'll always be accommodating of taking anyone's phone phone call. And if it's relevant to what I'm doing, we, you know, I'll, I'll get it a little more involved and I'll try to figure out who can help them or how we can help them. But if it's not, I just have to kindly defer to taking on anything else. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's what I appreciate about you. You've, you've been such a good friend over the years and you've always taken my calls and I, I appreciate that. And I want to, th- want to say thank you for that. And uh, I know that we both have a similar faith and we walk in similar beliefs that way. And, and I also appreciate that about you and you aren't shy in sharing that in, in your, in your life. And, and I think that, that speaks to uh, you living your purpose and your mission. What would you say to someone who perhaps is just going to work and, you know, paying the bills and, and not really being fulfilled? How, how can they begin to think about purpose and, and shaping their life? Well, that's, that's a good uh, question. You see so many people just, 
working for a paycheck. And sometimes people get involved in things for the paycheck, not what they really want to do. And, um, you know, my, my parents always taught me, it doesn't matter where you work, you work as hard as you can do the best you can, just like if it's your own business. And that's, that's the first thing I would encourage people to do, you know, regardless of what they're doing, where they're at today to work as hard as they can for that, uh, for their boss. And I always remember this one young man came into my office one day and I don't, I don't, uh, it was probably, you know, I've probably been in business 35 years and this young, uh, 22 year old boy come in my office. He clocked out and came in and says, Mr. Teeters or anything else I can do to help your, your life be easier. Hmm. And I thought, wow, this kid's going to go far. And he has, he's really gone far. Uh, but you know, it's just, uh, take care of the people that take care of you. And uh, during that period of time, you need to ask yourself, you know, am I doing what God's intended me to do or what's my purpose? Because if you burn 95% of your energy doing something you're not supposed to be doing and only achieving 5% of what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to waste a lot of your life. And whenever you, you know, the old saying is whenever you find a, a job you love doing, you'll never work another day of your life. And I think that's where people have to ask their question, am I doing what I want to do the rest of my life? I mean, you're going to be working somewhere, but does it help you fulfill your purpose? And if you're not, then you need to, you know, there's so much information out there to help you develop what your purpose is and to, to have a purposeful life. And, uh, you know, if somebody after they hear us want to know where to go to that I'd recommend, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help direct them to that. You know, the Jim Witt that you talked about, he's written a a uh, workbook that people can go through themselves and time they get through the end of that little workbook, they'll have a really good idea of what they're supposed to do until you do that. Your family's disorganized. Your wife doesn't know what you're trying to do. And uh, when you, when you find that synergy, then everything just seems to work so much better. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I recently was talking about, I recently bought this little camera, a little GoPro camera and it, it has a purpose. It has a purpose to capture amazing video footage and photos. But if I would use this camera outside of that purpose, maybe as a throw toy for my dog, then it's not going to accomplish no. what it's meant to do, right? right? And I think that's our lives so many times. We're living outside of that purpose. And I, as a person of faith, I believe our creator God designed us with purpose. And each one of us has a place. And if we're living outside of that purpose, then it's like using this as a throw toy for my dog. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we talk about that purpose. We, you know, I think God designed me to be more than just an irrigation dealer. Although we were the number one dealer in the United States or North America for many, many years. I mean, we, mm -hmm. we did the best we could do in that industry. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I probably we were the, supposed to be in the number one dealer, you know, around the world at one time, you know, we did a lot of business, mm -hmm. but to carry it one step further, you know, what we were doing, we we're trying to be more efficient use of the water. And since I developed uh, dragon line to want to make this a promo for what we're doing, but last uh, two weeks ago, we were at the world ag expo in California. We had seven countries make appointments to meet me at that show around the world to help them save water and to make every drop of water count. And uh, just uh, this morning, I've had three emails uh, from 
clients that are, are buying, you know, we're lining out uh, containers and, you know, it's just amazing that we're in um, uh, 17 countries now around the world, you know, to do what we were doing. So if we didn't, if we were just sitting there not fulfilling our purpose, I, I just can't imagine how I would, what I would be doing. It would just be, well, retire and just sit there and die, I guess. But, you know, let's dive a little deeper into that. You So you had one of the most successful dealerships to, to sell, you know, center pivot irrigation. And for those who aren't familiar with that, if you fly over the U.S. and you see these circles in the ground, like crop circles, well, that's what they are. They're these, these irrigation things that go around and around the fields and water the fields and bring water to the plants that a farmer has planted. So you, that was your purpose for many, that was your mission for many years is to sell those units to farmers around the world. But you dove a little deeper and said, you know what, we not only need to sell these things, but we need to be more efficient in how we deliver that water because we have a limited supply. So your purpose shifted a little bit in your business, right? Would you say that? Well, you could, you could probably say that to a degree, you know, I, I just wasn't happy in what we were doing uh, with our area. You know, I uh, had this other concept and uh, it just wasn't getting sold, you know, the profit in his own land. So people don't listen to you too much. Mm -hmm. And one thing, uh, you know, in the U S we have an abundance and uh, as long as we have it and it's cheap, we're just going to use it up. Uh, but in other countries, and we have cheap power, you know, we have cheap power, cheap water. Uh, it's getting more expensive every day, but at the time it's cheap. But when you go overseas, their energy are, is uh, 25 to 30 cents a kilowatt, where we're eight or nine cents. In uh, Uzbekistan, uh, one of the, uh, we had several meetings through the Department of uh, Commerce with uh, their uh, minister of water there. And they gave me a half hour dissertation about in the last 10 years, they've lost 18% of their fresh water. And wow. in the next, next 10 years, they're going to lose up to 28%. And, you know, they're concerned about climate change and here we really don't think of it so much. You know, we're still able to pump our water. We still have pretty much everything that we need, but in other countries, they're just not available uh, for any assistance or help from their governments. It doesn't take them long to figure out what we're doing. If we can save them 20 to 50% of their water, that goes to their bottom of the line of saving their water for future and also energy and labor. And so they, it doesn't take long to convince them what we're doing is spot on. Mm -hmm. But here where we have the use it or lose it mentality, by gosh, I'm going to use my water or I'll lose it to my neighbor. I don't want him getting it. Uh, so we, and I don't want to tell the government that I can get by with less or they'll take it away from me. Uh, so that's that's a two two edged sword that we're living here in the United States. And so, you know, thinking of that, you know, with your purpose in mind, you know, you you want to make every drop of water count in your business. And that's that's your that's your mission is to make every drop of water count. And so you have. You have, you know, you, you sold off the business that you had that was lucrative, that was making you great income for many, many years and in, income for many, many people. Yeah. And you narrowed down your focus because you really learned to to live out your your purpose and your mission. And I think that's 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 where you're going. Would you say that's correct? Spot on, Conrad. There's I mean, we. Uh, I'm so fortunate to have Jean, my wife today, 
she's here every day with me. I've made her a partner in the business and she takes care of the international business and advertising and helping through the Department of Commerce and things. And every day, every morning, there's not anything we don't talk about, but how are we going to get more dragon line out in the world? And it's not, it's not that we need the income. We don't need the income, but it's to help fulfill our purpose. I mean, hmm. we just get blessed every day from everything we're doing, but we're not focused on money at all. And I think that's another thing when you, when you define your purpose, you've got to, you know, you've got to exist, mm-hmm. but but uh, you're going to be blessed 10 times fold if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I think too many people, like we kind of mentioned earlier, if we get too focused on getting the paycheck and, and you know, putting money in the bank. If, but if we truly live out the purpose that we're designed for, then we are the camera that actually captures amazing right. footage. Mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. and doesn't get destroyed. Because really, if I'd use this camera, like I said, as a throw toy, it, it would get destroyed. And mm-hmm. I think that's too many times our lives can go down a path of destruction when we're not living out our purpose. Right. And so you're going to f- find that your income is not going to be a problem because you're living out your purpose. Correct. I might just add, uh, just if I may, uh, about Becky, uh, my first wife, uh, uh we were married, uh, like I said, 43 years, but during that time, uh, she developed her purpose also at the same meeting. And hers was simply to encourage others to encourage. And uh, she would buy cards all the time. Every time we went somewhere, she bought greeting cards. And she would send out 10 to 15 every day. You know, and sometimes I'd have to bite my tongue and said, honey, why are you buying so many cards? Because uh, when she passed away, I bet we had $3,000 worth of cards left over, you know, that she had bought over the years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, she'd send a card out to encourage people if they were having a divorce uh, for a birthday, for an anniversary, or she saw someone had bankruptcy, or if she heard of somebody not doing well, or parents not getting along, she would send a card out. She'd encourage others to encourage. And it was amazing. Uh, she had a tragic uh, uh, disease that, a fatal that, she wasn't going to get over and she passed away after she started feeling bad after about 18 months. And people heard that she was sick and started sending her cards and she got cards and cards and cards. And, uh, at her service, uh, we had, we had her service at a civic center and there were about 600 feet of curtains around the building. And, uh, they hung, hung, put the cards up on the curtain all around the room. And we ran out of room with curtains to put our cards and uh, getting a little emotional, but there were over a thousand people attended her service. Mm -hmm. And it was just simply from encouraging others to encourage people. Mm -hmm. So that's how, how that can grow. Yeah. That's a great example of living your purpose. And, and it, you know, it brings returns that are way beyond financial. You know, very much. I mean, we gained so many friends over the years and and it was just a simple process of sending a card out. Mm -hmm. It didn't have to be huge, huge or just do what God intended you to do. You know, I've found that in my years of traveling across the country and and telling stories that matter, stories like the Great American Wheat Harvest, the first documentary I made and Thirsty Land and others that I've produced, I've 
in living out my purpose at that point, my purpose is shifting slightly right now, but at the time I was focusing on telling stories that matter. And the, what it did for me was gave me such a rich life. You know, I've, I've met amazing people. I've, I've made great friends all across the country, you know, including yourself. And I've just being able to associate with people and make friends, you know, I could pretty much travel across the country and not have to buy a hotel room because I just right. call a friend yeah. and say, Hey, I'm coming through. Do you have a bed That's for true. me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And so for me, when I live out, lived out my purpose of telling stories that matter, the life it gave me was a rich life and it may not have given me wealth uh, at this point, but it gave me a rich life. And that for that, I'm so blessed and, and so thankful for the life that, that, that I feel God has given me and, and, mm -hmm. and living out and walking through my purpose. Um, that's, that, that's amazing that you say that we, as I go anywhere, uh, you know, and it was happened with Becky and also with Gene, you know, it's hard for me to drive anywhere. It's, hey, let's stop by and see this guy a minute. And they always say, well, can we just not work today? And he said, honey, you got to realize I'm not working. I, these are my friends. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a, that's the difference. I think when you start uh, viewing the people that you're helping as your friends and a lot of things change, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So if someone's listening or, or watching this and they want to really start down this road of seeking out their purpose, what's one thing, what's a tip that they can do today to move in that direction? What's something that, something that they can do to, uh, to start moving toward their purpose? You know, as I said earlier, you know, if, I think one thing you have to realize if you're not, if you can't answer that, what did God make you for on this earth? If you can't answer that in five seconds to come back with a come or to, to answer that, you need you need to start discovering that and and uh, there's always information online to help you discover your purpose there's many people like yourself you know and the jim witt and there's so many people that's come in my life that as you say you know when you came out here and you were developing thirsty land you know we i i knew the governor of Kansas a little bit, but I didn't think I'd be sitting in his office. And then he called me into his office later just to have a personal visit, you know. Uh, you know, one thing leads to another thing. And when you start hanging around successful people, you just find more successful people and they just lead you, they help you fulfill your purpose. Uh, so people listening, if they're, if they're not feeling they're doing their purpose and their life doesn't matter, they don't know what their purpose is and you have to develop that. You have to define that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I know just in watching you and, and even when I was, you know, out in, in Ulysses, Kansas, which by the way, is in like one of the most far Southwest parts of Kansas to give, give people perspective. And there's not much around there except a lot of. Well, well, Conrad, you have to remember we're in the center of some of the best fish in the United States right here. You have to remind people that it's just 500 miles any direction to get there, but we're in the suburbs, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's beautiful country out there. I always enjoyed visiting, but I remember being there, and you had some kind of a company event, and at your company event, you know, you were very forthright with, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna stop. We're gonna say a blessing, a prayer over this meal." And that was just ingrained into your company, into your, so your faith came through, through that. And I think I was always really inspired by that, that, uh, 
it didn't matter who was working for you, you were going to live out your faith. And that was always a, a point of inspiration for me. So I want to say thank you for that. Well, you're sure welcome, but that's, uh, you know, we had a, we have a Christian belief and uh, we're not going to force that upon anybody, but they need to know who we are and we're going to be faithful because we can't do anything but be faithful. And if that's not for you, you may not be in the right place. And, uh, but if you are, you're going to love it here. So, and as we wrap up here, what's, what's the next big thing for you as, as you live out your purpose? Conrad, I think the biggest thing that I'm, or problem that I have facing me is to involve other people with my same kind of purpose to save water. And uh, that's the hardest issue. Uh, you know, I've been around people to work with me and said, well, I don't mind helping you, but I'm going to work as hard as you do. And, you know, I don't work hard. I just, I'm just involved. And I think until you find people to help you do that, it's just hard to continue on. I don't want my legacy to drop and we don't continue on what we're doing. So we're actively uh, looking for uh, strategic partners uh, that'll help and grow uh, the business. We've talked to several large companies that have, you know, 30 or 50 um, positions already around the world that can take our company and go with it. Yeah, but I just, I'm trying to find that company that just won't uh, hoard, hoard it and say, well, this is our technology. Now you've got to buy it from us. I, I don't want to be selective in that. I want everybody to be able to utilize the product. And so that's, that's where Gene and I are at today is trying to sort out who we can work with because, you know, I'm, we're both on, well, Gene just turned 70 a couple of days ago and I'm 69. So, uh, you know, the Lord's blessed us with good health. I mean, we could do anything we want. We go everywhere. We do everything, but, uh, you know, that's, that's not going to continue forever. And so just to develop someone to take our purpose on and to keep growing our company and have the same like, uh, vision, that's what we're, that's what's difficult right now. You know, looking at, at the future, you want to leave a legacy that is beyond you. Of course. We've got to feed the hungry world. You know, we just have to make every drop of water count. You know, I believe that, uh, you know, in the United States here, some sometime somebody will realize that we're going to have to have an interstate water system, just like, uh, I mean, I know as you traveled around, you saw, you saw evidence of that. Uh, through your movie that you produced. Mm -hmm. um, we have areas that have so much water, it's just going to the ocean or not being utilized at all, uh, or they're, or just going down the river to the ocean and which you got to put some back into the ocean. I'm, I'm sure of that, but it doesn't take very little to come to the plains. But if we lose our irrigation abilities here to raise water in profitable areas, that that'll never come back. And, uh, we just have to be able to, um, we're, well, we're getting off on another tangent here, but there's a lot to accomplish, but it all ties together, making every drop of water count. We've got to make the, get the water to where we can grow food and we've got to feed a hungry world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, I know that you're, you're living out your purpose and you're accomplishing that and you're making an impact. And I think that's kind of what I've been saying for the past couple of months is that when we live our purpose, we can make impact. And and that's what you're certainly doing. And so thank you for your part in feeding the world and in, and as part of your purpose. So, so thank you for that. I just have a couple of closing comments. 
Um, the probably the hardest thing for people to endure is don't let anyone steal your dream. Hmm. When I started in the irrigation business, I remember uh, I was just a young guy, and my wife and I were sitting at a in the small town cafe in Johnson, Kansas, and there were two larger, more uh, developed irrigation dealers uh, behind us. And they didn't realize we had started our business. And I heard the one guy say, what do you think about that teeter kid? And the other one said, he'll never make it, you know? And then uh, when I started working on Dragonline, I went to some of the research people that have dabbled in it and looked at it and they said, Monty, don't waste your time. It'll never work. But, uh, you know, until you work your dream, it probably won't work. Uh, so you have to do everything you can, exhaust every resource, but don't let someone steal your dream. That's the worst thing that you can do. Hmm. Wow, that's that's great advice. And uh, that's something that I've had to deal with myself is, you know, you have an idea and it, it's, a, it's a long, difficult process to birth that idea, to bring it to reality. And, and you've got to stay focused to, in order to accomplish that. And uh, what is, so kind of thinking about that, what has kept you on that focus? I'm just enough high D that if someone tells me I can't do something, I'm going to prove them wrong, come hell or high water. You know, I know my basketball coach one time said, TD, you will never make a, uh, you won't, you won't amount to a pimple on a good ball player's butt, you know. <laughs> and, and anyway, I still hold the records at Moscow for the most points and the most rebounds, you know. Uh, so I, even though I'm a little heavier now, I, I used to be really physical fit. But that just makes me uh, work that much harder when someone says, you know, you can't accomplish that. And I think if that's your purpose and your vision, nothing will stop you. And I think that's where your creator has to come into play to have faith in him. You can you can pray and ask for a lot of things, but he'll his time, not your time. So don't get discouraged. Hmm. Well, that's great advice. Monty, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy day to uh, record this interview on the, on the Explore Purpose podcast. I really appreciate uh, you, you taking time to do that. Appreciate your friendship. I hope that um, everything you're doing to interview people will, you know, it's, you never know what you might say or that one thing that'll get somebody that'll trip their thinking of, hey, maybe that's me. Or as you interview all the different people that you're interviewing, maybe that's me out there or somebody can relate to that. So thank you for your work and doing and fulfilling your purpose also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Monty, for all you do in the world of irrigation and agriculture. Thank you for helping us save water and helping to create a sustainable future for all of us so that farmers can continue to grow food for the world. Hey, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and a five-star rating if you think it's worth it. I love five-star reviews and I'd love to hear what you thought about the show and how you're living out your purpose. So be sure to follow us on all the socials, check out the links in the show notes. Until next time, go out and make an impact by living life with purpose. Thanks for listening and I'll talk with you again next time on the Explore Purpose podcast.